welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Why don't you confess out loud, today my heart is open. My ears are alert to grow and change and to never be the same. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, team. Amazing. Grooves. So we're just going to get straight into today's message. I'm going to throw out lots of stuff. I feel like today's message, different people are going to get different things. And I love that about the Word of God. And um, so I've got a, a, a theme I'm going down, but if the Holy Spirit's showing you other stuff, that's run with that and go with that. If you just get that one uh, uh, a little uh, revelation today, it will change your life. Never be the same. And uh, so uh, the title today's message, Lift Him Up. Thanks, Bob. Let's put our hands together for my amazing son. I've titled today's message, Lift Him Up, and hasn't the whole theme today been about lifting him up? And listen to the words in this story of connection with 10 people, connecting with Jesus, and Jesus talks to them and says everything that has been already happening in today's service, and see if you pick it up, but it's in Luke 17, verses 11 to 19 in the Passion Translation. Verse 11, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus passed through the border region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered one village, 10 men approached him, but they kept their distance, for they were lepers. They shouted to him, mighty Lord, our wonderful master, would you have mercy on us and heal us? When Jesus stopped to look at them, he spoke these words. He said, go to be examined by the Jewish priest. What he's actually, Jesus was doing something amazing here that we can't miss in the text. Jesus was helping these 10 lepers activate their faith. Imagine being a leper and having to present yourself to a priest. You wouldn't do it. You couldn't do it. And so Jesus says, go and present yourself to the priest. So faith kicks in. So they set off and they were healed while walking along the way. One of them, man, some people need to hear that today. Waiting for the healing when God has already called you to something. Start to do what God has called you to do and you'll see your healing come on the way. If God's called you to get a counsellor in your life, begin that process and you'll see healing. If God has called you to start a building, uh, a business, and you're looking at the financial world going, how do I do this? Start putting things in place, plans in place, make some phone calls, uh, find out about leases, and you will see as you take your step, the miracle will come of the provision you need. This happened for us in Bible college, hey. I got to the end of Bible college. Man, Bible college scares you, especially when you've got kids and a, and a wife and a house. And, 
and Bible college scares you, man, it scared me. And I went there, and at the end of the year, this is no lie, we did our budget again just to see what the new budget would be like, not in Bible college next year, and we realized we were $250 behind every week just to pay the bills. Yet our life never changed. We were still generous, still brought coffees. I still went to college and shouted people lunch. And we lived it. No one in the church even knew, except for I probably told you. But, you know, we, we weren't calling poor. We weren't asking, getting loans. God provided as I took the step of faith. And he will do the same for you as he did for these guys here. So verse 15, one of them, a Samaritan, when he discovered that he was completely healed all of a sudden, turned back to find Jesus, shouting out joyous praises and glorifying God. When he found Jesus, he fell down at his feet and thanked him over and over, saying to him, you are the Messiah. Verse 17, Jesus comes in. He says, so where are the other nine? Weren't there ten who were healed? They all refused to turn to give thanks and give glory to God except for you, a foreigner from Samaria. Then Jesus said to the healed man laying at his feet, Arise and go, listen, it was your faith that brought you salvation and made you whole. Now, I checked out that word salvation. Guess what it means? Salvation. <laughs> and so sometimes what we can receive from glorifying God is so much more than what we could ever dream of. See, when our heart posture is right before God and we lift him up, you receive more than tingles. You receive more than a smile on your mouth. You receive more than, man, church today was off the charts. You receive even salvation. See, when we praise God, no one said in this text that these were 10 Christian lepers. See, anyone, when they turn their heart and begin to lift him up, they are the people with an open heart ready to receive salvation. In this circumstance, the power of the man's praise put him in a place for salvation. The others received healing, but this man also received salvation. I've experienced that being in God's presence like on Sundays is awesome. But singing to God is even better. Lifting your hands brings a whole new level of openness and intimacy. Letting go with a full-bodied rejoicing brings new levels of satisfaction when it's genuinely towards God. And I write that in there because you get cuckoos as well. It has to be genuine. Dropping to your knees like this Samaritan did brings a fulfilling strength which is opposite to how it looks and what it requires to do so. It is possible to receive healing and not be a Christian. Or to feel God's presence and not be transformed. 
or to see and not believe. When we are continually looking at our problems, our lack, and feeling sorry for ourselves and our life, we can know of God and his goodness but not experience. Also, we can experience God's goodness but not know God. And this isn't the church we are. Amen? When we come on Sundays, we aren't coming for tingly feelings. We aren't coming for the book of Acts outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We aren't coming for any of this stuff. We are coming for God. And we're coming to give him praise and to lift him up and to glorify him, not because of what he can do in our lives, but because of who he is, the Lord of our lives. But when we lift him up, take our focus off ourselves and focus on God, what we see in our lives will change. What we feel will change and what we experience in our lives will change. Don't require the change before you lift him up. Lift him up and grab your change here today. Amen. I have a couple of props. This first one I'm holding in my hand is a Coke lid bottle. Who loves Coke? Came from heaven. If I keep this small problem of mine in focus and just keep looking at this small thing, you probably back row probably can't even see that. It is my focus and remains bigger than what it really needs to be. If I hold this massive basketball If I hold up this bigger problem in my world, I mean, you got no idea what I actually go through. Being divorced, my kids don't want to know me, or I did this, this, and this, and it's led to this. I just came out of jail. I'm addicted to drugs. I mean, you got no idea. I grew up on the streets, gangs. You got no idea how big my problems are. Your little coke lid, you should see my problems. But if I keep this up, it remains an obstacle in my life. It remains a problem that I just can't get rid of. Why? Because I'm lifting it up. You know where I'm going, right? But when I lift up God, when I lift him up, what's now before us is hope, peace, and listen, answers and understanding. If you need the answers to your little weenie problems down here, you need to lift up the name of Jesus Christ in your world. You need to prioritise coming to church on Sundays. Your kids need to know as they grow up that mum and dad does not miss church on Sunday. Why? Because they lift up the name of Jesus and they just don't seem to have problems in their world. Why? Because they have the book with the answers. They have the one that brings the revelation to this book. They walk in blessing and prosperity. John 12, 32 says, And I, say me, if you, if I, I've got to get this right because I just stuffed that up. Let's just reverse a bit. But if you do this, okay, if I, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people 
to myself. See, when we lift God up higher, we are drawn to God who has the solutions and the wisdom that you and I need in our lives. You can see that with God as the center, problems aren't really problems at all. Anxiety isn't really anxiety at all. It's actually a ghost. Fear is a ghost. Depression is a ghost. You need to hear this today. You do not have anxiety. You do not have depression. You do not have fear. These are ghosts. These are things that aren't real. Has anyone ever walked in the dark? All lights out. You walk in the dark, right? Now, I walk in the dark and I'm not scared. But some people are. It's a ghost. There is nothing to turn the light on and it's a whole different world. These things, they are real to the person who is struggling with them. I'm not saying that it's not happening in people's worlds. But what I am saying is that I know where the answer to overcome it comes from. I, 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 I know the God that brings you the revelation that you need to overcome it. It's a ghost because it comes from the pit of hell and the devil can't actually create God has the power of creation, but not the devil. So what he does is he puts things in our world that are ghosts. He puts unreal things and makes, them, makes you and I believe that they are real. But they're not real. They're just ghosts. They're figments of our imagination. They're just feelings. They're just chemicals in our body. But if I'm correct, God, this word says that God made your body. So you might have a chemical imbalance in your body that is real. I understand that, but I also know the one that heals those chemicals because he created them in your body. Can you see what I'm saying? I'm not discounting the reality of what we go through in life. I go through this too, but I walk as an overcomer and you can too. It requires one decision. Would you just lift him up today beyond your circumstance and your situation? In your world, in your life, would you just listen to praise and worship instead of the radio? I'm going to do a message on music soon. But would you lift him up in your house? Would your kids grow in an atmosphere of praise and honour and lifting up and worship? When you come to church on Sundays, church, I understand because this was me. I get it. I, um, you saw me when I'm up here and Mel's talking. I'm just awkward. I don't know what to do with myself. I, I, I'm that person that would go on Sundays and just, I was so embarrassed, lift my hands. And that, that was me, okay? But at some point in our life, we have to get beyond experience and God, well, if God wants to touch me, he can. That's how I thought. Well, if he's as big as he says he is, he could do anything. So here I am, God, with a hard heart. Oh, sorry. I just meant closed hands. That was me. But at some point, we have to say, I need to experience who you are. I need to know you. And if, I, if you won't break down these walls, I'll break them down for you. That's, that's my attitude. Now, God can, we all know that. But if you won't, you're too slow sometimes. I'm going to break these walls down. I'm going to lift my hand if that's how you break a wall down. 
Sometimes I'm going to hop to my knees if that's how you break a wall down. But at the end of the day, God, here I am and I am desperate to know the reality and the fullness of your power and your glory and your wonder and your splendor. I am seeking your face and no longer your hand. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not about whether you receive a miracle or not. He's still on the throne as the Lord God Almighty. We don't need miracles in the book of Acts to happen. We don't need any of that. No, I don't need any of that. I'm still going to be here next Sunday. Why? Because he's still God. He's my God and I'm going to lift him up. No matter what this world, I'm going to lift him up. No matter what the bank balance is, I'm going to lift him up. Doesn't matter what's happening in my business, I'm going to lift him up anyway. Doesn't matter what's happening with my kids or my body or my sickness or my mind or the temptation, he's still just going to lift him up. You know, if you fall down today because of temptation and sin in your life, who cares? Why are we still caring? Is this okay? I'm a bit passionate. Jesus broke the power and the curse of sin. And then you gave your life to him and accepted his forgiveness. So when you stumble, just who cares? Yes, devil, I sinned. But I'm forgiven and redeemed because I lift him up and I know who my God is. Lifting God up requires a response, a new behavior, a life change. In scriptures, David had to act like a madman to escape from King uh, Abimelech. That's his name. David wasn't in good circumstances when he wrote Psalms 34. And it said this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my mouth. Now, I wonder, last time you had to act like a mad person to get out of a situation. Now, guys, keep your hand down. We do this all the time. (laughs) Did you lift up God anyway? Man, God, my world is falling apart like Job in the Bible but I'm going to lift you up anyway. You, you, we have to resolve in, inside of us. We have to resolve that anything that happens on planet Earth does not change that he is God. We just have to resolve that. Like, like your whole world most likely will fall apart. I'm just going to get you straight to the ending point, okay? <laughs> You're probably going to wake up tomorrow a day older, closer to death (laughs) with an extra ache and pain you've never experienced before. Your kids will come home from school and they learnt a new word. They think it's Hebrew. (laughs) And you're going to think to yourself, where did my child start speaking like this? Life is going to suck sometimes if not a lot of the time. None of this changes anything. At the end of the day, sin came, we now struggle, and one time Jesus will come back. I I think about this. I remind myself, I'm going way over time. We're not there yet, but I know my notes. (laughs) But never lose this picture, okay? There is a day coming 
all right, where you will see in the heavens with your own eyes if you're still alive and if the youth just get their prayer meetings happening, we will see this, okay? It's all down to the youth. And we will see a white horse with a saviour and people are just going to be weeping. I'm going to be weeping and crying. You will fall to your knees whether you want to or not because he's the king of kings and lord of lords. You're, you're, there's going to be a time where the moon and is going to go blood red and there's going to be, a, look, it's happened before. Okay, If you read your history books, there's more proof that Jesus, our Messiah, hung on a cross. Okay, And the whole world went pitch black. There was no light. The veil in the temple. There, there was a time, I don't really remember it, but one day I reckon I would. There was a time where there wasn't a planet called Earth. There was this time. At some point in history, God decided to make planet Earth. And then he made you. There was a time that you were born. See, these are magnificent, miraculous events. You being born from nothing. Oh, I was saying to Mel just yesterday, chickens. Who's got chickens apart from Ryan in this house? <laughs> just Ryan. No one else is that silly. We just buy chickens. Uh, eggs, sorry. Um, I cannot believe that every single day a chicken can lay multiple eggs every day. It doesn't even have to warm up. It doesn't have to do a Bible reading plan. There's no prayer involved. And then when you get that egg, okay, here's the miraculous thing, right? This blows my mind. There's a shell and it's hard. Is it warm? It's warm. This all just happened overnight. Try laying an egg that's mushy inside with a hard casing on it and you keep it warm. And then you wake up in the morning and then you're going to do it again tonight. That's insane. That's a miracle. Yeah. This stuff... <laughs> my mind... Is anyone else's mind blow? Anyway, you can keep your chicken and egg analogy. So what was David saying? <laughs> Nothing about chickens. David was saying that having praises for God in my heart wasn't going to change my circumstance. He had to get praises out. He had to get praises out of his mouth to reshape the world around him. And it did. See, I think like David, you have what it takes to lift up the name of Jesus vocally this year. If you've never done that before, you can do it when the band's loud, okay, the lights are down, and start to begin. But I think you've got what it takes to let not gratitude, to let gratitude and praises come out to reshape your world. I think you can do that. To no longer look up, uh, keep it locked up in your heart, but activated vocally. I think you can do that this year. I think it's very simple for us to go, I do love God. I, I sing, you know, I, I praise him and I thank him all the time. But I believe your ears need to hear that. There's something special about it coming out 
filling the atmosphere around you and coming back in. It's powerful. Like with the lid analogy, lift Jesus up by changing what you're focused on. Take it off yourself and off your troubles and try focusing on Jesus. He has the answers for your life. Like the Samaritan, no longer seeking just what God can give you. Seeking him for who he is. Lift Jesus up. Fall to your physical knees once in a while. Soften your heart and allow God to transform your life internally and eternally. You'll be surprised how God will turn your circumstances around when you lift him up in spite your bank balance. When you lift him up in spite your aches and your pains. When you lift him up in spite what has happened. When you lift him up in spite your addictions here today. When you lift him up in spite what people have said about you. And you lift him up in spite the business failure you're walking through. I think you'll be surprised, God, in your life, if we just lift him up. God has the answers. God is the answer. And God will give the answers to those who choose to lift him up in spite. Do you receive that today? It's a word from God. You know, right at the beginning of the Bible, Moses led Israel out of Egypt. The Egyptian chased them down, but God parted the Red Sea and Israel got away. Have a listen to what Moses said in Exodus 15 verse 2. He said, The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. Maybe you sit here today and you're not sure how it is that you are even here in this building today. Life has had hard times and yet here you are. Maybe divorced and yet here you are. Had to fight to keep the kids and here you are. You've been part of crime, drugs, abuse, or you've never needed much in life. Life has been easy for you. And today, here you are. You realize that if it wasn't for God, you would not even be here. Like with the Israelites, God has become your salvation. He has been saving your life, saving your circumstance, giving you breath, giving you a little bit something more to get up in the morning. God has been your salvation. And today, would you do more than just acknowledge him? He is God Almighty and always has been, and his eye is on you. So today, if you're here and you've never actually given your life to him, or maybe you're here and you've stopped focusing on God, and you've been focusing on circumstance. Listen, this is a call to salvation. God is your salvation. And you might go, well, 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 I've just got issues in my life. I I still love God. I, I still, in here, that's called a hard heart. See, a hard heart can acknowledge on the inside, but you won't do anything with it. There is no way on planet Earth someone would look at your life and say they have Jesus alive in them. Let me give you a little 
tip today. Living things grow. Dead things die. And today you might have been coming to church for a long time. Or today you're here for the first time. Or you're only a few times. And you would look at your life and say, I can't see the fruits of life. I can't see that my life is producing happiness and joy. I can't see blessing in my world. I can't even praise God. I struggle to lift my hands or sing a song or a melody. When I walk around my house up at home, there's no joy, even when it's just me. I'm just sorrowful. I'm, I'm heavy. Today, God wants to bring salvation to you, which is life. And he wants you to grow. A tree planted grows. Would you plant yourself in the kingdom of God today? And so if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to be bold right where you are right now. Would you just lift your hand and just say, Gray, I want to give my life to God.